Hello, and welcome to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin. And I'm Eric Reddick. And we are back for yet another episode of News, Politics, and maybe just a little irreverence. What do you think, Eric? I think just a little irreverence today? Well, you know, you're a little generally irritable today, so I figured I would match you and not raise you mm. a little bit. All right. All right. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that because okay. I have a, I have a feeling we're going to get real fired up in the show today. I'm just, I have a feeling. This is like a premonition. Do you have these feelings often? You know, the women's intuition tells me that there's going to, there's something cooking today. That's what I'm thinking. I got, okay. I got that. I got that sixth so, so, sense. So, so let's jump right into something's cooking. Okay. I mean, we are, you know, we like to lead off the show, as you know, with WTO, where's the outrage? Yeah. And honestly, just once, I'd like to go through a week where I can't find anything to be outraged over <laughs> or questioning why there's an outrage. So there is Good a plethora. with that. Right. There, there is a plethora of stuff this week as well. <laughs> and let's And let's start with one of my favorite lines of all time, which is, trust the science. Science. Don't you science, love when they tell you science. that? You know. Because trust, trust is going to be a large theme, mm. in, in, at least in this show. Mm. But let's start with mm. what's been shoved down our throat mm. since, what, 2020? Okay. Trust, trust the science. So you're going to love this. All right. So the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, had their first post-COVID annual meeting in Atlanta, Georgia. And mm. the, I don't know, Society of Epidemiologists, you know, the the... the Detectives of disease who are supposed right. to find all these yes. the diseases met in Atlanta, CDC. And guess what? What? It was a super spreader event and with a huge outbreak of COVID. Oh, my God. <laughs> these are the people, by the way, we're supposed to trust. Trust them because not only can they find it, they can spread it. I no. <laughs> <laughs> There is something that the the irony there, um, you know, given that these are the same, you know, maybe, maybe not, but maybe the same folks who were trying to tell everybody to stay away from each other and that they knew best how to protect everyone and tell us what to do, but they couldn't do it at their own event. Apparently not. They even made an announcement. Oh, on the uh, you know on the last day about the super spreader event. It just look. It it just outlines the. I, I guess am I allowed to say the word stupidity? I don't know. They can bleep me, but uh, <laughs> it outlines. I mean, these are our elite mm. epidemiologists, mm. our moral betters, even our our our. Well, not only our moral betters, but our intellectual mm -hmm. betters. And so we should. Follow the science, which means follow them. And, you know, we're not going to get into all the misinformation and who said what and which study. I mean, there's mm. plenty of that out there for anybody who wants to read it. But for these knuckleheads to be at a conference and, you know, I mean, you would think, you know, so wait a minute, let me back up. So is it, it's okay for me, but not for thee or something like that? So, because yeah. if we went to something like this, shouldn't they have tested themselves well i mean it, they're the ones that are around it all day long th this is it is uh all for me and not for thee right because i mean it's what you started with trust the science right science used to be a methodology more like um you know a verb 
And now it's a noun that can be attributed to a person. And so uh, if, you know, science is now the embodiment of a person and, oh, these it, these character qualities and all this other stuff. And and now, again, we're supposed to, you know, trust you guys, let you lead us, let you tell us what to do to the point where you can destroy our economy and businesses and jobs and the whole bit. But y'all can't keep, even keep it out of your own room? Well, and again, slightly different perspective. To me, they're now saying that science equals immutable truth, right? Because uh, if it's if if it's science, mm -hmm. you can't question it. And yet the very nature of science, right? Again, they're redefining yet another term, right? They haven't come out and redefined it and said what it means, but they're clearly operating in the arena that science is now truth and therefore don't quest question the science. The problem is, right? Yeah. If you take a scientific experiment and you and a lot of times you're going to get different results. Science is not science is the pursuit of knowledge, but si and the science is not knowledge. It, it adds to knowledge yeah. by itself, and it's not truth. I just again, yes. you know, it, it it's still where's the outrage to me? It uh, just it's just and it's it's just the irony of it all. Oh, right? Robert, <laughs> I love this. I love this because you know the most the 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 most distilled down example I like to give people is that when I was growing up, Pluto was a planet, okay? Science said Pluto was a planet. Now y'all are saying it's just a rock that happens to somehow have some kind of reasonable orbit that seems to mimic a planet or some other crap. I don't even know. I think then it was a planet again, and then it wasn't again. So science... If you want me to believe that science is a immutable truth that doesn't change, um, ah, whoo, you're you got a long way to go to convince me of that, ladies and gentlemen, and um, and I think that though those redefinitions, uh, that's where we get into the danger zone, Robert. And I, I love that you brought this up and that we continue to highlight, uh, you know, so, I, how did you say it? Science is a process. Not a science, thing science or something. Is the pursuit, the, science is the pursuit of knowledge. Yeah, that's but what it is. But it is not truth. Correct. Right? I, I, I do have to tell you, you just rocked my world. Yeah. Did they redefine Pluto? Yeah, Where dude. was I for this? Yeah, they, dude. Because I thought Pluto was like a dog on Popeye, right? <laughs> but um, so did I miss something? <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. No, you didn't. <laughs> It, that's sort of right up there with rings around Uranus, you know, the planet Uranus, right? I yes. mean, it's just, it's just, you go, okay. But so taking people's stay with word I, for it. Uh, not anymore. Let's, let, and let's go to stay with irony. So, you know, that old Tony Bennett song, and don't make me sing because then we'll have no listeners. But uh, if I end up singing, you know, that song, Tony Bennett song, I left my heart in San Francisco. Mm. Well, yeah. now not only do people leave their hearts in San Francisco, they leave their money in San Francisco, they leave appendages in San Francisco, um, and they're leaving San Francisco. So it's just been announced that Nordstrom's is shutting all stores in San Francisco. This follows major closures by Walgreens. This follows major closures by Whole, Whole Foods, Foods in downtown San Francisco, which if you haven't been, is this dystopian war zone. Okay. And the reason they're closing stores is because, quote unquote, 
lack of foot traffic and a rising rate of crime. Yeah. And then the subtext is, well, but it's crime is not at an all-time high. But the thing I find ironic is, so wait a minute. Do you do you think maybe the lack of foot traffic has anything to do with the rise in crime, or these are just two mutually exclusive things they put in the same the same you know announcement? Yeah, I, I, people don't want to. Okay, let me put it to you this way. My <laughs> si- no, I love this. This is people are so dim sometimes, and the inability to make connections is shocking to me. Right. Um, if there's a bunch of j- <clears throat> If there are a bunch of drug addicts shooting dope on the street and there are people defecating publicly and keep it, uh, Robert, I don't know if you remember, Benjamin and I lived in Hollywood for a little while. So we got to experience this. I remember one of his first gigs was actually down near Skid Row and he's having to like look for the building that he has to go in dodging sketchy looking people who are checking him up and down who what normal human being wants to go walk around in an environment like that to go shopping like who's gonna choose that well clearly not in san francisco because the exodus from san francisco has been let me put it this way. Hmm. According to the statistics, and I can't quote them, but I can if if somebody wants to email me. Um, San Francisco is the slowest recovering big city. The exodus is still continuing. It, it by the way, really? this is the same place. Oh yeah, they've just now passed the the. By the way, they just now passed the uh, or, or the committee put out for reparations that every oh, every person in California of, of black descent or, or who lived there since a certain, I forget all the criteria should now get $1.2 million a piece. Yep. So, Wait, was so, that the state or was that the local? Cause I know San Francisco, it was San Francisco or local. Oakland passed yeah, something. So it, it, it's, it, it's, it's an Oakland. It's an yeah. Oakland. And, but, and it's, but, it's like 1.2 million a year, you know, $5 million no, no. payout, a house for a dollar plus money annually. It's a whole, Oh, it's, it's a lot. It's like unreasonably lot of money. Yeah. So, so basically I left my heart in San Francisco should be remade by some local um, artist I left San Francisco <laughs> and see how that goes. <laughs> Just saying. I, I, you know, I, I think everybody should leave the big cities personally. I, you know, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate living near a city. I appreciate the, you know, getting to have a lot of food options and art and culture and all of those things. But I'll tell you, I don't know why anybody would want to live on top of one another like that especially after what we've seen the last few years so basically you're going to make me think saying thank god i'm a country girl right? yeah is literally that is that what you're yes. telling me so you, yes you can t- you can take the girl out of the country you just can't take country out of the you girl you cannot no <laughs> all right erica i hate to do this to you okay but i'm gonna are you sitting down i am actually good I'm did re- you know that god is trans Come on. Come on. Okay. 
Did okay. you know that? So there, there okay. is a Presbyterian church in New York City, and let, I need to read this so people believe me. Okay, so right? wait, we remember it now is, Presbyterian. Yeah. We oh, looked no, up. No, no, we're, we're gonna we're gonna connect it to my my girlfriend from Arizona in a second. Okay, but we so looked Presbyterian we, up last week, right? And Presbyterian is the we one did. that does not have a biblical worldview. The Church of Saint Paul the Apostle, okay, in New York City, has an exhibit that says God is trans. And it says, wait, it gets better. What does it this says, even mean? The, it says, the exhibit is called God is Trans, a, a Queer Spiritual Journey. And it was on display at the Church of St. Paul the Apostle. What do you think of that? I don't, I, I don't <laughs> under. Where's the outrage? I don't understand what that means. Like, what does that mean? God is, are, are we saying God is a person, human being now? Well, I mean, so what was her name? Stephanie Hamilton, who was the Arizona lawmaker, by the way, yeah, who, was yeah. the presbyan, who was the presbyan, uh, presbyan, the presbyterian. <laughs> sorry, it's just this new set of lips today, ladies and gentlemen. It'll get there, right? I just made up a new religion. Pre presbyan, right. Presbyan. Um, presbyterian, easy for you to say. Um, that. You know, after she got caught, oh, right, she was hiding Bibles. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. Hiding Bibles, so she gets caught and she makes a speech on the floor that basically apologizes that she was just joking. Number one, of course, uh, and, yeah. And there's a bridge in Brooklyn I'd like to sell you, but that she was really concerned at the transgression about the church and state, the separation of church and state, and she didn't mean anything by it. But she was hiding Bible. I mean. So you go to the Hayden Bible thing. I mean, you know, we had Hayden Biden last week. Yep. Now it's Hayden Bibles. Yeah. So, so maybe I don't know. I'm trying to connect the dots here. Maybe it's that this church, the you know, you know Apostle of Saint Paul Church, didn't have enough Bibles to go around, so they're you know bringing in new material. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, you do you do realize this is against a backdrop. Where the pre the the um, the membership in the Presbyterian Church nationwide has dropped by almost half since I don't know I think it was two thousand. So I mean there so well it I, is I, pretty. I can't imagine why. I I that's what I you know a lot of the people that I know of that are Presbyterian, like most of the people that I know that have you know go to like Unitarian churches or whatever. They may even still call themselves Christian, but they don't want to do all the religious stuff, right? They're like, right. oh, we want to, you know, whatever. But then when you start saying other things that are just really not biblical, it does not surprise me that people are then walking back away from that church. They were probably tr thinking they're going to a church that's more open and welcoming. But then you go to this church and they say things like, God, what does that even mean, God is trans? Like, a go God is God. And you're now right. trying to ascribe what sexual characteristics to God? Are we now talking about God's sexuality? Why are we talking about God's sexuality? Are we trying to? What is it? You know, I don't. You know, because what? all their all all their Bibles are hidden. They've forgotten the word, so they're making it up as they go it's along. Like it makes perfect sense to me. It's like the only <laughs> thing about a person is who they want to have sex with. That's weird. 
Like that well, is weird. Look, the, 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 look the, a serious. Let's inject a serious note here. So I was okay. a mem- member of a temple for many years, and as as someone who's Jewish and conservative, right? Yeah, I know when I walk into any shul or synagogue, synagogue unless it's Orthodox, I'm in the minority in terms of political views. Mm. But I don't go to my my spirit, my temple, or my you know spiritual house for um that for pros- not proselyte for for uh for politics or for that kind of messaging i go there for spiritual comfort i go yeah. there to focus on what we have in common not what we have that, that that separates us but i ended up after many many years of being on all these boards i ended up leaving because they started preaching politics from the bima which is the altar mm. right um in in the temple and and i just think we've so overcomplicated all of this especially some of these religions. And I did just look it up as you were talking. So the Presbyterian um, church has gone from in 2000, 2.5 million members down to about, I don't know, it says, it says less than half, right? But it's this kind of nonsense that does that. Yeah. It's just, you just, you just sit there and go, okay. So anyways, I know we've got a few more minutes left in this segment. I was one other thing. So I want to go from where's the outrage to my outrage. Ooh. So, ooh. so this is Robert's Rage. Can we, can we have a new section, Robert's, Robert's Rage? rage. Robert's Rage. Wah! Rage. We need as a long as Robert's not on roids, you can have a rage. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Robert's, Robert's not rage. roid rage? Yeah, yeah not no roid. roid rage. Not right. So I re- there's another article, I think it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where this homeless man, happens to be a black man, shoots two people, one in the library, one in some other restaurant, and the headlines are, black man shoots two white people. Now, I have to tell you, I was offended by that because the truth is I care that this guy shot two people. I don't care the color. I mean, even the media now is so complicit in this and they're looking to get ratings. I mean, does it really matter that the black guy shot two white guys or just that some guy inadvertently shot two other guys? I'm so outraged that it has become so embedded in our culture that the first thing we always put out there, well, this white guy did this and this black guy did that and this Asian guy. I mean, who, I mean, we have so lost our compass and all it does is reinforce the division. Thank you, President Obama. That was been festering since then. I'm outraged that they, the lead story is black man shoots two white guys. Yeah. It's, you know, it is it is really disgusting, Robert. The to the extent to which uh, the media is trying to divide America along racial lines, and I can tell you that as as a woman in an interracial marriage, it has become more and more and more clear that that is what they are trying to do. You know, Benjamin and I have been together for 10 years. And when we first got together, no, we, there was no talk about, I mean, there's some people who are, are you know, don't think that races should intermingle. There's always been those voices. But there's people now online on social media talking about how terrible it is for a black man to wear a white woman. And it is now openly okay for people to say that interracial marriage is bad. And it's there's there's a concerted effort. I, I'm watching a concerted effort to bring us backward to the 1970s loving decision that made it legal for there to be interracial marriage. And and I just think it's really disgusting and and people need to be careful uh 
with their rhetoric and with the news to remember to see each other as individual human beings and not as racial groups. And, and you know what? Very well said. I couldn't, I couldn't say it better. I want to close this section on one other note. Uh, 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 it's sort of a personal one, I guess. Uh, I, I blame, look, the country's always had the racial divide and trying yeah. to sort of perfect the nation is, is, is a journey and not a destination. Mm. But I lay this at the feet of President Obama, who, who really ripped the scars off of the, all the divides in the country. Mm. And because before that, I mean, I grew up with people of all sorts, you know, different race, creeds and colors. And I was, you know, on the mats and the martial arts for years with people from all walks of life. So that diversity thing, mm -hmm. you know, it was always, but we were always taught that, that whole Martin Luther King um, philosophy about it's the content of someone's character, not the color of their skin. And after Obama, who divided black from white, rich from poor, men from women, you, you name the, the social fissure, the mm -hmm. social divide, and he exacerbated it. That's so right. now the country, myself included, it's like, the, it's like the lens of race, colors, no pun intended, everything. Yeah. And you can't not see it. And I frankly resent it and it's wrong. And all it does is divide us as a country and I'm so tired of being divided as a country, pitting one little group against another, because all it does is let those, you know, knuckleheads in the uniparty, you know, um, the elites, if you will, yeah, just continue to, you know, try to have their way. In any event, that is Robert's rant, not on roids. Um, <laughs> I know we have to go to break, right? Yeah. So, Erica, thank you for indulging me on this section. Yes, thank Lots you, Lots more outrage to follow. Lots more. In any event, folks, as I always say, we're bourgeois capitalists. We have to go make some money. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. The politicians in Washington don't care about you. While they argue and bicker and do nothing, our country is falling apart. And our cherished freedoms... They're being stripped away, one right at a time. It's time to do something about it. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is fighting back to restore America. Join us in our fight to defend American exceptionalism and defend the Constitution. Go to ASICFund.org to learn more. That's A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D dot O-R-G. Do it now. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin. I'm Erica Reddick. And we're back for section two. Thank you so much for staying with us. You know, Erica, what I like most about you and I doing the show together is mm -hmm. you bring such passion, fire, and spirit to almost every topic. Yes. But um, no, that I, I, I think it's terrific. So I want to stay with our theme. Yeah of trust mm. you know it's like you know trust me i'll respect you in the morning that kind of thing right <laughs> i mean I, I i i i generally tend however to be a ronald reagan um mm. devotee which mm. is trust, trust but, but ver verify but verify mm -hmm. so under the heading of trust and was you know you what? know i'm i have trust issues I, I wrote a whole book about it did you really yeah trust well, the government reasons to trust the government <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm really, I am really excited for this segment. Let's go. Uh, uh, okay, 
Shasta County in California, which is mm. San Diego County. It's um, oh yeah, you know, Southern it's, California. Oh no, wait, Shasta. I think Shasta County North. In any event, it's California. For, for, for starters. Okay. So, and maybe Lord Benjamin, our producer, can look that up for us, uh, where Shasta County is in California. It might even be north, but, it, you know, it, it is a decidedly Republican county. Mm. Um, there are a couple of those in California. So after the 2020 election, and we're not going to get into the whole, you know, you know, vote, you know, election denier, you know, nonsense, um, but they made a decision, the council, to get rid of Dominion voting systems. Mm. Right. Okay. And they went and they went back to a hand count. Oh, cool. Right. And you would think, okay, that makes more sense because obviously, you know, back to basics, it's it's mm -hmm. it's more, you know, I mean, the problem is people don't have confidence in the electoral results. Yeah. And if you don't have confidence, that's an issue. So guess what the state legislature in California did after Shasta County did this? What? They, they have a bill proceeding th from the House into the Senate that should be signed by the governor that is going to penalize Shasta County if they don't use, that uh, doesn't have to be Dominion, but some sort of electoral electronic what? voting system. Why? What do you think about that? Well, I don't know. You tell me. What? Why should you? Okay, wait. Why? Okay. Are you, are you speechless the, again? Are you speechless oh, what, again? I just local control, you guys. This is why I push. Why I say that all the time. Local. Why would the state force a county to have to use a machine instead of hand counting? Well, if so, here's what the state of California and ends up saying. Okay. You ready? You ready for this? Okay. Now, if if you can decipher what the state of, what the state of California is saying here, you are better than I am. Okay. So, so basically, basically what they said is that, let's see if I can find this here really, really quickly. Yeah. Here, I'll, um, give, you a sec I'll give you a second. You guys, I just, first of all, I love the idea of going back to hand counting. Um, I know it's not perfect. Nothing is perfect. Uh, nothing in the world is perfect. However, I don't know if you guys remember back uh, even before the 2016 election, there have been quest 2014, um, to, like there was questions about voter machines back when freaking it was like Bush v. Gore and stuff like that. Do you guys remember watching ABC, NBC, CBS, all the major news outlets had reporting, researching on how how easy it was to hack voter machines? Um, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but if you watched the same reports I did, they literally went through, showed you how easy it was to open up a machine and, you know, change out the cards and change numbers. And I think they called it um, like variable vectors or I don't know. There was some like technical term and you could hack a machine in like five minutes. And I think uh, right, left and center. uh uh, Americans doubt and and question the integrity of elections. That's not a Republican thing. That's not a right wing thing. That is an across the board thing. I think it's something like 60% of Americans don't trust the integrity of their elections. And so I think, you know, I don't know how we fix the gap in trust of elections, but 
this legislation does not sound like it. <laughs> well, you, well, you know what it comes down to, really, Erica? What it really comes down to is confidence level in the integrity of the results. Mm. And whatever we as a country need to do to have confidence that our elections are free and fair, yeah. that's really what we need to do. So here's what the and California state legislature... Yeah. It should be local. But here's what the California state legislature said, that the Shasta County must enter into a contract with a certified electronic voting system vendor well in advance of the March 2024 statewide primary elections or any intervening elections. And failure to do so, as discussed above, will render Shasta County in violation of both federal and state law. So you know what this comes down to? So last segment it was trust to science. This segment, it's trust the machines, right? Trust the machines because... How bad could that go? Well, it comes down to election integrity. It comes down to... So so what they're basically telling you is that, number one, computers can do a better job than, than manual counting. And of course, look, there would be manual... There would be some hand count errors as as always happens humans are flawed creatures on on the other hand the thing that also occurs to me that i don't think anybody's talking about with this whole move towards electronic voting mm -hmm. is you are basically privatizing yes. an entire election system and number one all elections are supposed to be local State really, the Constitution said it's controlled by each state, and I understand that. But basically, you're now take you're now injecting not only technology, which we're going to talk about in the next segment with AI, which is going to get really interesting, right? Um, maybe they should have artificial intelligence run our elections because oh Lord knows that's so safe, right? So it just it's amazing to me that that's where we've come to that a county that wants to go back to hand counting can't do it because they're going to pass a law that penalizes them and invalidate their electoral results if they don't use I mean, uh, technology. This is just... this is Where the, have we come to? This is the epitome and the disgusting part of the overreach, just another overreach of, of tyrants and the federal government. So now, so now, instead of having local elections, which was the agreement under the Constitution, right? Localities. Well, the, state, the, 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 the states control. The Constitution the, says the state they, controls. No, the states control the time and manner of the presidential elections. Right. Okay? That doesn't mean the state gets to then uh, tell every other local municipality exactly how they have to have their elections. Again, it does if the states pass laws that the, say that the time and uh, 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 date or whatever, they don't get to tell localities specifically. They get to choose uh, uh, what I just said it. What the heck is the phrasing that I just used literally one second ago? They get they get to choose like the date or whatever, but they don't get to choose the manner and all of that other stuff, it's supposed to be local. And it's supposed to, it's supposed to be to protect the integrity of elections. And now, so you have now a state government trying to impose upon a local government what it has to do with penalties and fees. At the same time, you got people trying to get rid of the electoral college, trying to federalize elections with H1 or whatever it was. Oh my God. So you, we, oh, oh, so as Americans now, we want the federal government who can't get anything right without screwing it up. <laughs> to be in charge of our elections, which are then going to be forced to go through electronic voting machines that we know 
are manipulatable. Right. Um, don't. I just hit my microphone. I'm sorry to the editor. Erica, don't hold back. Tell me what you really. Tell me what you really think. Oh, this is like so. Okay, take take a take a breath. So look, let's let's go on to laws, right? Let's stay with the laws because because well, no, no, we're getting there. So. There laws as far as the Supreme Court is concerned. So oh, we talked. We oh, talked about. Robert, oh no! Did, oh, did, did I just hit a, a sore spot? Know. Or oh my god! Okay, first of all, if do anybody, we not want to talk? Do we not want to talk about the Supreme Court? Well, I'm now. I'm already incensed. So it's just. I just. This might go off the rails. Is all I'm saying. Because for anybody that knows me, okay. I'm very passionate about politics. But when okay. you, you get me talking about the Supreme Court, it is. It is. It is probably the segment of politics that I get the most fired up about. Okay. So I'm hold ready. that. Okay. Hang on. So I feel like so I'm going to put my ta- cup down and like brace ta- myself. Take take a breath. So we talked about it last show that we were going to discuss the Loper Bright Enterprises mm. versus the National Oceanic and Atmospheric mm. whatever mm. administration, right? Yep. Yep. NOAA. Yep. So there so the Supreme Court just filed cert or certiori that they are going to hear this October a case that is going to reopen the Chevron 1984 Chevron deference decision. And for those people who don't really, you know, get into the weeds the way I do, basically we've we've railed for a long time about this unelected administrative state that passes laws or really enacts laws because of the vagueness of the laws that that Congress, one separate branch of government, passes, mm-hmm. right? And the Constitution basically says that the laws are supposed to be clear and they're supposed to, you know, not be retroactive, all these other things that they say. 1984, the Supreme Court ruled that if if the if Congress makes a clear law, then that's the law of the land. But if Congress passes a law that isn't clear, then we defer to the administrative agencies to interpret these laws, right? Yep, and that has that ha- they have rammed through almost ten thousand different rulings in that time, probably more. Yep. The, so this case worst, in particular, one of the worst Supreme Court decisions of all time. By far. Absolutely. So this case in particular is New Jersey. Go New Jersey. There's a bunch of New Jersey fishermen, right, who basically are being required to have a government overseer go with them and pay that government overseer for their time. So basically the industry, the NOAA passes a, a law that basically says you have to have this person with you to make sure you're not violating any environmental law. Oh, and by the way, you have to pay to have them with you. Oh, so wait. Okay, so back. Hold on, back up. And I'm I'm going to correct you because it's super important, and this is the mistake we all make. You said the NOAA passed a law. No, the NOAA can't pass laws because it's not Congress. And that's the whole problem, right? So the NOAA made some stupid rule that said- It's a said, ruling. It's a ruling. Th- so they made a rule, right? right. Because NOAA- it's, it's an administrative, but it's an administrative law. It has, the, it has the effect and it has the enforcement power of law. And if you violate it, there are penalties. And that's what, and the, right? And laws are only supposed to come from Congress. 
And so this is what you guys, this is when we talk about, I want to make sure we're honing that into people. When we talk about the unelected fourth branch of government, the NOAA the deep is, state. is a part, is, is a department within the administration that gets to set policy and rules, even though under our constitution, the Congress is supposed to do that. So Erica... No. And, I, and I and I agree with you, but this goes to the balance of power. You know, you were talking about this is this was a flawed decision, and most most certainly all the originalists that I know, and certainly most legal scholars think that it was an, if not an overreach, just a really bad decision. Oh right God. up there, with, right up there, going back to 1896 with Plessy Ferguson. And for those of you who don't remember Plessy Ferguson, just remember Separate but Equal, where they basically the Supreme Court ruled that segregation based on you know, race was okay, right? It was later overturned as it was a mistake. And this, you know, again, when they file cert or certiori, it means that four out of the nine justices agree to hear the case. Obviously, um, you're going to, they're going to overrule or they're going to reform or they're going to address the Chevron 1984 decision, the Chevron deference. And that could be more impactful than Bruin, which was, the, which was, you know, the oh gun rights. That could be more impactful than Dobbs, which was obviously overturning Roe v. Wade. Oh, so if, folks look for. If they, oh, wait, hold on, Robert. What? Hold on. What? If they overturn the, I just got goosebumps. Okay. I'm going to like cry. I'm so excited. Don't cry. Please don't cry. I know, but I hate, it's the good I, wait, kind of cry. I, I hate when women cry. I know, but it's a good that. kind of cry though. Are okay. you telling me that there is a possibility that the Chevron case could be overturned and we wouldn't have Certainly. now new precedent, precedent to start undoing the administrative state? Yes. That's exactly <gasps> what I'm saying to you. And, and look, Neil Gorsuch, Supreme Court Justice Gorsuch, wrote a, wrote, wrote a book uh, called The Republic, If You Can Keep It. And one, and if you, folks, it's not a page turner, but it's a brilliant read. If you haven't read it, I strongly suggest you read it. Not because it, it uh, foreshadows or pretends anything with regards to this case, but it basically says that laws need to be clear because how do you expect people to obey the laws if they're not clear, number one. Number two, that Congress has an obligation to pass laws that are clearly understood yes. and not delegate or allow another branch to essentially make law and then enforce law. And again, what it does is, is it what Chevron, the Chevron decision did in did many things was to basically imbalance the checks and balances within the three branches of government. So yes. look for the Supreme Court. I mean, obviously, if they hear it in October, they're not going to rule till 2024, but look for the Supreme Court to take that case on and and either reform or who knows because I will tell you the new Supreme Court justice uh um it's a Katanji Katanji Brown I forget yeah Katanji Brown just, Jackson Jackson so so Supreme Court Justice uh, Brown Jackson or uh, Supreme Court Justice Jackson KBJ. has to accuse her, KBJ thank you there's too many acronyms has to accuse herself recuse herself i'm sorry recuse with an r folks because she when she was a federal judge did rule on the chevron case or, or a case that involved chevron so it's going to be eight justices not nine it's good i still oh think God, it's this is I, amazing i still think it's you know five three might even be uh you know might even be Six two. Um, you know, Gorsuch is squishy though. Gorsuch is squishy. Not, um, 
I, whether he's squishy or not, and, and, and I'm not predicting anything, I would just tell you that this is a chance to, like Plessy Ferguson, undo or revise or amend a really bad Supreme Court decision that has had the workings of the federal government out of balance and has allowed the mushrooming and developing of this massive administrative state. Nameless, faceless bureaucrats who get to pass laws and say to the fishermen in New Jersey that, hey, not only you know you have to have us with you, you have to have someone with you, but you have to pay $700 a day oh so God. we can watch to make sure you're not breaking the law. I like them apples. Speaking of watching you to make sure you don't break the law, where can they reach out? Where can our viewers and listeners reach out if they've got questions, comments, or would like to give us general feedback? Well, I certainly don't want them reaching out for me. I think they should all reach out for you personally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, we would love your comments. You know, we, they're starting to roll in. I really appreciate that. We try to get to, to each and every one of them. If you want to comment, good, bad, or ugly, Robert C. at ASICFund.org. That's Robert C. at A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D dot O-R-G. Or on Twitter, at R-B Chernin, R-B-C-H-E-R-N-I-N. Erica, does that mean we have to go to break? It this can't sure be that does. quick. Does it really? Yeah. I was just getting started. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. This is a, this is a good topic. We'll talk about um, it in the next segment, maybe. So, well, next time I, I I'm going to try to pick a topic you're more passionate about. <laughs> I just want you to know, <laughs> folks. Thanks for staying with us. We do have to go to station break, but stay tuned. We are going to delve into from trust the what do we start with? Trust we started the with the trust the science to trust the what was the second one? Trust the machines. We're going to have more of trust the machines. We're going to AI next. Stay tuned. America came into being based on a shared belief and a common set of values. Unlike other nations that were bound together based on common ancestry, race, or caste, we came into being based on a simple and shared set of ideals. That the power of government is based on the consent of the governed. That life, the freedom to live life on our own terms in our own way, free from government interference, and liberty, our most precious value, and the pursuit of happiness, which means we are free to pursue that which we choose with the knowledge and courage to know that nothing is guaranteed to us in this life. Those values, America was founded on these basic inalienable rights. Freedom to pray to God in our own way. Freedom to think and speak freely without fear of punishment or harm. And freedom to gather in our places of worship and in our local taverns freedom to defend ourselves, our families, our homes, and our neighbors as we see fit. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is dedicated to protecting American exceptionalism anywhere and everywhere it is threatened. ASIC is a 501c3 and depends on your tax-deductible donations. Please help us continue our fight. Hi, this is Robert Chernin. And I'm Erica Reddick. And we are of the people. Thank you for listening to our ASIC Fund production, that's American Center for Education and Knowledge, A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D dot O-R-G. And thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome back to Of the People. I'm Robert Chernin. And I'm Erica Reddick. 
And thank you for staying with us for our last segment where we're going to jump, Erica, right into AI. Oh, and, and, and it's not it's it's not a foreign language. Right, it's not that. So AI is artificial intelligence. And and our theme today, folks, has been trust, right? Mm. We're still on trust the machine. Mm. You know, the only problem I have, well, one of the problems, I have a lot, but with trust the machine is, you know, there was just, again, this this study released. So, you know, AI can do a lot of things, right? Mm. It can answer the phone for you. It can, you know, dummy up, you know, movie clips from mm. old people making them seem alive. We'll mm. talk about that in a second. Yeah. But so there was this international study done and it turns out that AI can't do accounting. Mm. There were 180 countries involved. Now, you're an accountant, right? Yep, yep. So so we're playing in your ballpark. All right. Okay. There were 180 countries. It was led by BYU, Brigham Young University. Okay. 180 countries, 25,000 exams. The human result was 76.8%, meaning on a grade scale of 100. Yeah. And the AI, chat GBT, got... 47.8% of the mm. questions correct. Mm. So sounds like uh sounds like your typical IRS agent. <laughs> With or without guns. <laughs> Cuz I don't want to be messing with no IRS agents who got who, who are packing heat. If they're packing heat. No, seriously, come on. Amazing. Wait, wait. We're no, supposed I'm to trust serious. the machines. No, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. Yo, this is the advice. Okay, for real. This is here is a piece of free advice for all of our listeners. Okay, uh, for real. It does not surprise me that ChatGPT cannot keep IRS right. rules and tax rules straight because even tax accountants and IRS agents cannot. So here's your free advice for the week. Okay, if for some godforsaken reason you have to call the IRS to ask a question because the rules are wholly unclear and there's like 40,000 volumes of books in the IRS tax code. Don't get me started about it. Okay. Wait, 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 Whew. wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. First of all, when I call the IRS, can I request to talk to someone who's not packing heat? I don't know, but okay. here's what you need to do. Okay, if for not some call reason, the IRS, not call the IRS. I mean, you should avoid it at all costs. But wait, wait, wait a minute. Let, let, let's not go down the IRS thing. We're, let's stay with the AI thing and the fact oh, okay. that, that AI okay. cannot apparently do accounting really well. And it was multiple choice and fill in the blank. And and here's what it really says to me, okay. right? Because, I mean, let's look at AI. AI is now in everything that we do. I mean, even in my world, there there's there are onboard, you know. Progressive or the other insurance companies where you can have onboard cameras that read your biometrics to sell whether you're a good driver or a bad oh, driver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Auto-driving cars. Mm -hmm. The yep. Israelis are using them to, to get terrorists. But then there's the bad side of it, right, which is that uh, this one woman, as I, I recall, they, they, were, they used AI to who uh, imitate her daughter's voice and said, oh, "Mom, yeah. I'm kidnapped. Give us, give us a million dollars." Right? Awful. There was, there were these other uh, deep fake, as they call them, uh, videos that put out that looked like it was real. I think there was mm. one with President Trump, one mm -hmm. with President Obama. And the problem is, we're getting to the world where you know, again, the gun isn't good or bad. It's what you do with the gun that makes it good or bad. And AI is going to be used by good for some and, and not for others. Right. And and yet. Here's the other funny thing is in that whole chat GBT thing with the reporter, he asked them wh whether or not that they would support um, drag um, or, or, or come out with a statement against, you know, drag or cross-dressing. And they basically said, no, 
we can't do that because because that's intolerant and it doesn't promote racial diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, like we said, the people who are programming this clearly are more concerned with the cultural values of AI, and they're not concerned with those other aspects, at least not yet. Correct. Yeah. What, so, whatever truth is, is is based on who programs it, basically. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So, so here's the other thing, though, that people need to understand. And folks, if you haven't done research, I, I suggest you do. You understand that under AI, there's really two types of artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. There's what's called narrow artificial intelligence, and that's what all the reporters are dealing with. Mm -hmm. And then there's called artificial general intelligence. Mm -hmm. And So one is sort of task-oriented, and the other is creating this cyberdyne supercomputer. Yeah. And that's really where the concern is. So, you know, you know, the, this whole end of the world scenario or scenario that, that they're talking about, right? So look up the difference between them. But so one of the founders was a gentleman named, if I can pronounce this right, Yudkowsky, who says the following with regards to, with regards to artificial general intelligence, not the narrow stuff that we've mostly seen, but the artificial general intelligence. He says the following. To visualize a hostile general AI superhuman computer, don't imagine a lifeless, book-smart thinker dwelling inside the Internet and just sending ill-intentioned emails. Really, you have to visualize an entire alien civilization. In other words, a, uh, artificial general intelligence is that alien civilization thinking a million times human speed initially confined to a computer and artificial general intelligence will exist in a world of creatures that are from its perspective stupid and slow here's where it gets interesting wait wait this gets interesting well think about it it's a sufficient intelligent artificial intelligence won't stay confined to computers for long in today's world you can email DNA strings to laboratories that will produce proteins on demand, allowing an AI initially confined to the Internet to build artificial life forms or bootstrap straight to post-biological molecular manufacturing. So it's basically saying that not narrow AI or what's called niche AI, but that artificial intelligence, general AI, artificial general intelligence can think can basically think right it can it can learn it can plan it can reason and it can feel it it can interpret emotions it can self-teach itself so i'm not arguing that armageddon is here tomorrow but we can't even come to terms and agree with what the internet rules and protocols should be we now have another you know, I grew up in the era of the nuclear arms race where you had all these countries vying for nuclear capabilities. You now have all these countries, both privately and publicly, you have private institutions, you know, cyberdyne, and publicly vying for not just narrow artificial intelligence, do the math, do all those other things, but artificial general intelligence, which once that, you know, think the matrix, once it's out of the box, how do you put, how do you, how do you put that back in? That Robert, what I just heard you say was that this other kind of AI basically AGI. Can AGI. Can yeah, can send a DNA strand to uh, uh, a 3D printer to right. make a 
thing. That's, well, it, that it, it would make a, a construct that it can escape the computer. That I can't. I mean, I mean, because well, think about how many things now are 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 automated. And all of the stuff that they're doing in science. Okay, so right. if we are saying that doing things like cloning is okay, and we know that there are labs and scientific places where they're cloning things, they're trying to grow tissues in petri dishes and all this other crap. It the idea that I think what I just heard communicated basically is like a computer that that special AI could like send information to one of those laboratories that is developing or growing flesh in a petri dish and like make itself a body or something even i know i'm being outrageous right now but i um, i are, are you speechless i love when you're speechless i i, I <laughs> look look they don't even have to make. They don't even have to make things in a petri dish. You're talking about an android body, right? You're you're you're, yes. you're talking about the Terminator kind of stuff. And I know, folks, this sounds far fetched. If you don't take anything away from this episode, look up the difference between AI or narrow AI and artificial general intelligence, and yeah. just get educated on the whole thing, right? Because because and you know the funny thing is they asked ChatGBT. In one of the exchanges, and by the way, for the record, I have tried for weeks now to get on ChatGBT because I want to ask my own questions. And I mean, maybe I'm blackballed because I can't get in because they're not taking new members or new whatever. But they asked ChatGBT what would cause the end of the world. And according to ChatGBT, uh, another pandemic, i.e. COVID, could could cause the end of the world. They said that a um, climate change let you know who's programming them. Climate change could cause the, the end of the world. They said that artificial intelligence itself could cause the end of the world, not because of some, the, the, that, you know, the rise of the machines, but because artificial intelligence is going to dis- displace so many jobs, which it will, already is, right? But that it's going to cause economic dislocation and people are going to go hungry because they, they don't have jobs or they don't have work, right? I mean, yeah. who doesn't experience the frustration when you call... Verizon or Comcast or some other place and you get this robotic voice and you can't get to a live body for like 30 minutes until you answer all these questions right I, I, so I, the, I mean I mean AI is in every aspect of people's life now my point is it's not the end of the world but my point is this is coming, folks, and it's coming quick. And it's not the artificial intelligence you got to worry about because, you know, you're yeah. going to have to worry about what's real and what's not. Yeah. But more importantly, you're going to have to worry about artificial general intelligence that can think, learn, right, right. and plan on yeah. its own at some point because, it, again, it's going to be this supercomputer that that is so far advanced of, of human biological evolution that we are going to be insignificant. And again, that goes back yeah. to our first episode on AI, our first segment we did a couple shows ago. Yeah. Well, and Robert, here's no. like, you know, not to be absurd about it, but we just went and watched Guardians of the Galaxy. And the main bad guy, the high evolutionary, had a machine um, that had a grow facility, had a growing facility. <laughs> and this 
the the problem is not it's like you said the problem is not the tool it's who is wielding the tool so you know we're both star trek fans we've talked about that in the past Absolutely. If, if the idea of a replicator as live, an example live long and prosper live li, yo okay i want to live long I'm and i want to prosper i just want you to know long Oh, and and the idea of a replicator, like if I never had to cook dinner again, that would be amazing. We could Wait solve world minute. hunger. Wait a minute, you can't cook? I'm an excellent cook. Oh. But but who wants to? Like Oh, I, I, not, I love cooking. I mean, that's cool. Dude, I just look look, you know what I really want? I really want the transporter beam. That would be dope. I mean, I mean, I don't mind my, you know, molecules being, you know, all mixed up because oh maybe they'll God. make me better, taller, handsome, Ooh. faster, you know, Yeah, something. but remember what happens when it goes bad and you get like, oh, gross. Anyway, point is, <laughs> oh, my God, you got, so okay. it all sounds awesome. I, I think it would be no, it great. Doesn't. No, it would it be, but but you, I don't know. You can't trust scary. human beings. This is the thing. How do you keep it from falling into the hands of people who would use it for Bad purposes, hurting people. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. I respect what you're saying, but you're, you're missing the point. Yeah. It's not just that people look. The nuclear nuclear age produced mm. a lot of good. It produced a lot of bad. The point yeah. is, we are now entering into an AR arms race. An AI arms race. Oh yeah. And I am not as concerned mm. with narrow AI. I am concerned with, and so should everyone else be with. Artificial general intelligence, because that's really where you get into the this dystopian sci-fi reality that, that's you know, right. when you saw the movies in the 80s, you went, oh, that's great, but you're not going to get there. Because once once you sort of reach that point of, I don't know if computers will ever be sentient, meaning they'll be thinking, but there's already document. And, and who's the founder? I want to pull up his name. So the guy at Google, so the first guy was Yudkowsky, but the guy at Google, and his name is, what is his name? Oh, you're going to make me find find the name. <laughs> well, I know the, but, um, Elon founder, Musk is, uh, is creating his own rival AI called Truth AI. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, Truth. Who's Truth? Again, who's Truth? Well, I, I mean, look, you're going to see all these articles on godlike computers, right? And, yeah. and you know, this large investor is warning is warning against it. Um, he basically calls it a super intelligent computer that learns and develops autonomously, that understands the environment without the need for supervision, and it can obviously transform the world around it. That's and I terrible. forget the guy, but the founder of AI was a Google guy, and I'm trying to remember his name, that basically left Google because he said it was his life's work and basically said, I can't do this anymore. It's too dangerous. So, folks, you know, a AI, look it up. Look up artificial general intelligence. We're going to continue to push the envelope on this That's a little right. bit. And uh, it, it's, it, is, it is going to transform our world, our children's world, sooner than we know. So it's really up to everybody just to sort of get edumacated on it a little bit. So That's right. anyway, more AI to follow. But the issue for today was trust. And you know who you can trust, Erica? My you husband? Can trust, you can trust me uh, and your husband, but you can trust me. Because <laughs> we're trust irreverent. You, Robert. Because we're irreverent. And some days I'm generally irritable, but mostly only when I talk to you. Yeah. You, you know what? I think you trust us because we know we don't know everything and we say we don't know everything. Exactly. Trust but exactly. verify. So, so folks, thank you 
for staying with us for yet another show. You can reach Erica at at Erica, E-R-I-C-K-A, Redick, R-E-D-I-C. That's your Twitter feed. Did That's I right. get that right? You got um, it. L- look her up at Generally Irritable because she is and she can be. Yep. She can be found. And I'm Robert Chernin. At RB Chernin is Twitter or email me, Robert C at ASICFund.org. And to our producer, Lord Benjamin Reddick. You do a great job, man. Thank you so much for making us look good, or at least making her look good. Me. Amen. Yeah. I could use some I could use some help. <laughs> Folks, thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week. Bye everybody.